Hey y'all, welcome to the Surviving the Day podcast, where we share the everyday living experience of survivors. Thank you a ton for listening. I'm your host, Megan Doherty. I am a brain aneurysm survivor. In each episode, I welcome guests who will share their smile approach to living beyond the crisis. And sometimes I share my own insights, understanding, and awareness and my love for coffee, poetry, pets, and fitness. All stories are told with a positive twist. I hope listening will help you discover your own smile story. Hello, thanks for listening. Um, I would like to introduce you to a really good friend of mine. Karen, she used to work at the gym with me. All the, well, she used to work more at at on the gym, and I used to work around the gym floor, I guess. <laughs> but you know, I've did the towels, and you you brought plenty of towels, actually. I I used to love bringing towels to you, Megan. That was it. Was fun. It was <laughs> so fun. Yes, I love folding towels. That is the higher a, the basket, the better. For oh you. gosh, yes, yeah. the higher the basket was the best. So <laughs> today we're going to talk about Karen's, well, Karen's love for pets, kind of pretty much. But we're gonna definitely talk about her work companion, Tia, and Tia is a special something. I'll let you tell the whole story. Special, special baby, special puppy. But I'll let you tell the whole story. Okay. So Tia um, came to us about seven years ago. She was three years old at the time. Um, And we had gotten a call to foster this golden retriever that had been um, surrendered by an owner. And um, so I was like, oh, dear check this girl out. If family didn't want her, I wonder what's going on here. So I uh, drove down to this veterinarian's office about half hour away and out walks Tia and she is like the cutest little diva of a golden retriever you've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, And so we uh, immediately fell in love with her, brought her home, um, adopted her. And she just had this such a gentle, easy spirit about her very calm, very loving, loves, loves people. And I had just retired and I was kind of looking for something meaningful to do. And so um, I was talking to a friend of mine at the Y one day who um, had um, a relationship with her dog as a therapy dog team at Wake Med. And she said, you know, you and Tia might should look into going through this process. So um, I'm like, well, I need to get her trained anyway, right? I mean, we want all of our dogs to be well behaved. So um, we signed up for uh, home manners and she aced that. And we signed up for community manners and she aced that. She sat for canine good citizen exam. She aced that. So we went straight into therapy dog training, thinking. She's just a high student going all the way, wasn't she? Oh, she, aced, she aced the therapy dog exam, which this 
instructor said it never happened. Yeah. So, um, so we became a therapy dog team. So that, that is what makes uh, Tia really special is that she can, um, she can go places that other dogs can't. We can go into jails, <laughs> hospitals, schools. Um, I can pretty much take her about anywhere. She's not a service dog. She's um, as yeah. a therapy dog. Her real work is to, you know, bring joy to people and make them smile and bring a calming environment. But um, so, yep, that's my story with Tia. And that's how we became a therapy dog team. See, that is so awesome to be, be yeah. doing that for the public and for everything and how yes. that helps, helps you guys. Okay. Let's talk about your mindset and her mindset. I mean, you just wanted to be there to help kind yes. of push and to help helping everyone who would need a special dog around yeah it is interesting because the mindset um really sets the tone on where you and your dog can be most helpful yeah I um we started out doing um some nursing homes assisted living um and Tia just wasn't she was a good therapy dog she would greet them but she wasn't she didn't really settle into that role. Um, then we also did some college visits because nowadays I, I, we didn't have this when I was in college, but they love having therapy dogs on college campuses, high schools and middle schools um, to help the students acclimate, you know, before exams or maybe when they're moving in, especially for the freshmen. And she did better there. I mean, she kind of could, you know, hang with the college kids and made them, you know, smile and laugh and um, made them more comfortable and gave them a taste of home, especially for the kids that had, you know, dogs that they left behind. But we still weren't quite where we felt like we should be. And um, <clears throat> that's when my friend Holly suggested trying a hospital setting. And at first, I was very hesitant to do that because there's a lot of onboarding that yeah. happens. And then there's a lot of ongoing maintenance. So she has, Tia has to go to um, a wake med approved veterinarian every six months to be um, behaviorally, her, test her behavior. And then also she has to get a fe fecal exam and then I had to get TB tests and mumps, measles, and whatever else um, immunizations. To be around those people all the time. Yeah. And then the biggest thing is we have to bathe the dogs within 24 hours of bringing them to the hospital. And she's this pretty fuzzy 80-pound oh, no. girl. So my uh, bathroom gets 100% trash after I give her a bath. But um, so every week, that's part of the process. Um, and then, you know, you just really have to make sure you keep them brushed and, and, and groomed. Um, so there is a little bit of work involved in that setting. But once we got um, onboarded at Wake Med and we got into the process of learning about what our options were, there we realized pretty much right away that that was 
perfectly suited for the mindset that we were both looking for. That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now let's talk about the interior. Do you have a few specific situations that you can think about that you really, that hold dear to your heart? from this yeah I mean there's so many in a therapy dog situation um but I would say um one of the best examples of something that um, a therapy dog is really good at doing that we humans can't do and that is offering a no judgment zone right so when you walk into a room with another human that you automatically assume they're looking at how my face looks and my smile and my voice and they're judging me. But when a dog approaches you, you're like, what the heck? I don't care what I look like. They just want, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You're just there with the, there with them. Yes. All together. It's so interesting because when you walk into, whether it be a room of a patient that's there for, you know, mental health issues or, maybe they're just coming out of surgery and they look pretty bad, right? They have this like, you know, kind of barely covered body robe. Yeah, but you see a cute animal and it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. She doesn't judge them. So so it it transports that person beyond their little shell of how they look or how they even if they don't feel good. Into yeah. the situation of, you know, I'm just so accepting because she's accepting me for who I am. And so, so many patients, I mean, um, they just get the biggest smile. I mean, that's the first thing you see is this smile. And then that is she so gets awesome. up to them and they start patting her head and then they mess with her little floppy ears, right? And then they, you know, they just kind of look her in the eye and they just, they really like, like everything's okay. I might look like, you know, death warmed over, <laughs> you know, not having the best day, but this dog doesn't care and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much around dogs, two dogs. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, and then you know, I think the handler has to learn. Um, a that we're primarily just an Uber driver for our dogs <laughs> and the poop scooper, <laughs> but I'll say that we're kind of along for the ride, and we have to kind of let the dog be the primary contact. Like you know, I am really there just to set up this interaction, whatever it might be, for a positive outcome. And yeah. so if we're in a patient room, it's putting her in the right place. But I don't, you know, and if they want to talk to me, I'm all in. I'll chat. I mean, I have no problem with that. But if they just want to hang out with Tia, and sometimes that means seeing a 60-year-old man laying on a hospital floor next to Tia. And I have seen that happen several times. Oh, my gosh. I it's love it. crazy. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. um you know, I think a big part of it is that dogs, you know, aren't, aren't judgmental. And then, you know, they just kind of bridge um, that gap between feeling 
um, bad and not happy with their surroundings, especially in a hospital and just saying, okay, it's okay. You know, I'm, I am where I am. And um, this cute little thing just gave me permission to be whatever I am. <laughs> just be in the moment. So it's cool. That is very awesome. It All is. Right. The next one we're on is that was anterior. Let's talk about life. Current life. Where are you guys now? I mean, so, all the training and everything that you've gone through. Yeah, so we have to recertify every two years. We just recertified for the third time. Um, so we, you know, you, you stay current. And then we, you know, we do um, just by being, you know, in the hospital or doing other community things that we do. Um, you're constantly there's a learning process that doesn't really ever end with a therapy dog because every situation is so different. And sometimes I will walk out of a patient room and go, Oh, wow. I missed such a great opportunity to do something. And then you, you know, use that later. But um, we are committed to going um, every Tuesday afternoon to week med. Um, we, we're in our fifth year of going minus a year and a half when they were shut down for COVID. So for three and a half years, we've gone pretty much nonstop. Um, it's just a part of our DNA to go now. Like Tia knows what time we go. She starts getting real antsy about a half hour before we leave. Oh, that's stuff and she and I'm like I put out all these different bandanas which one you want to wear today Tia and she gets to pick out her bandana so there's and she knows she's had the bath the the day before right so she knows and she sees me packing up the treats you know in my pocket so she knows it's coming oh yeah she starts getting real you know kind of antsy and excited and uh, let's go and she heads out to the car and she's you know all ready to go um, so, you know, we've made our current life is that we've made this commitment that it's um, just a part of every week unless, you know, I'm traveling or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we have a very, well, Tia has a very set routine when she gets there. It's the funniest thing. We go to seven different units at the hospital. She knows where every one of those units are and how to get between them. And pretty much the timing of it. And she, if I try to deviate, like I want to go to a different universe, she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, man, nope. I'm playing that game. That's <laughs> the funniest thing. So she's so, um, so acclimated to it. And um, it, it's very cool. She's just, you know, so totally in on what we do. And then, um, we say for, I think for most dogs, their tolerance for, you know, uh, what the kind of energy that they need to do a therapy dog um, session is about two to two and a half hours. And we usually go about two and a half hours, which is probably a little longer than most teams. But she just, you know, when we, when we're doing what we're doing, she just keeps on going. So 
we uh, it's about two and a half hours a week, and so um, wow, that's very it's very emotionally draining for her when she comes. That's home. like longer than a high school class, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we're moving around a lot, and every situation is completely different, um, which I think probably keeps it pretty interesting for her. Sure. So it's almost like because she knows where we're going and what to expect. It's almost like she's following up like on what, well, what was going on last week? Is this still going on? I got to know what's going on there. Right? Yeah. That is and, so cool. Yeah. She wants to, and sometimes we see the same patients. Some, some of the patients have been in there for a long time. Um, and so she's always, you know, she'll, she'll keep going to their room. Even when they've been discharged, she'll go to that room. Oh, like, so she remembers them. She remembers them. And that some was... patients come back. Um, we had this one gal in um, behavioral health who had come and gone several times. And um, Tia would see her, we'd walk in the unit and she'd be standing over there. Tia just couldn't wait to get over to say hi to her. <laughs> She's like, there's my friend again. Not that so you really funny. want to keep seeing repeat <laughs> visitors in the mental health unit, but Tia makes them feel good about it. <laughs> that is so awesome. All right. And ever after, obviously going to keep doing it as long as you can. Yeah, she's turning 10 this year uh, in a couple weeks, actually. And um, definitely, as you know, you've had, you know, your share of a lot of pets. They start to slow down. It's it's not fair that they they aren't around as long and they go through all the stages faster. But animals, they just pets just want to be there they want to please and a lot of the time anyways yeah it's what they want that's what they live for I mean yeah so I don't you know we just have to watch her health I think we'll probably um until she tells me that she doesn't want to go I think we will probably start backing off and we we do see seven different areas of the hospital um I think we'll back off a little bit, maybe in a year or so, and then just take it down to maybe an hour and a half a week and see how that goes. But that yeah, is we have so, so awesome. Though. Okay. I have a few questions for you to cover for sure. Tia at the end of this. What tricks does she know? <laughs> so, um, her favorite trick, which goes over really well in a hospital setting, is a high five. Oh, that's As the best. She brings it up nice and high to you, and the kids love it. You know, that and is so be, cool. She kind of even can, I can get her to do maybe a little bit of a fist bump. You're like, how can I do like that with them? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so fun. Um, She'll, um, and of course she'll, she'll shake. She likes to shake with people, especially if they have a treat in their hand and then, um, she'll roll over. She's gotten a little bit on the chunky side lately and rolling over is a little harder for her. Yeah, it gets that way. But she'll still do it. But most of the time she stops belly up and just wants everybody to give her a belly. So it's a half, it's a half roll. And then she takes a break. She's stopping, 
like a pit stop so she can be pet and stuff on her stomach and then she'll continue to roll. There you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> she's, go. She's working it as she stops the roll because she's like, I need to belly rub everybody. <laughs> that that works. It All works right. and people love it. What are her favorite treats? goodness Tia's favorite treats anything with peanut butter in it is probably pretty high on her list yeah she's a she's a peanut I, butter yeah. girl that's a uh, that's a definitely a dog thing I love peanut butter too but you yes. know dogs love peanut butter obviously she does so we had this one patient who um would save up her peanut butter crackers and she was in she was in rehab for a while for a couple months Aww. And so every business she would whip out her peanut butter crackers as she'd hidden away from the nurses for Tia. And then there's like two or three other areas that we, like our the reception area at the hospital hides treats for her, um, a spiritual care. The uh, receptionist has a whole cabinet of treats for Tia. So, I mean, but so fine. Honestly, sometimes the treats don't go over really well. Like we leave there and go to this um, another unit. Sometimes there's a little problem with um, some gas. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dogs are. It's like yo, you're giving her the cheap <laughs> treats. Yeah. So now we're paying the price. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. But she, her peanut butter is her favorite. A lot of them have learned that, so they hide peanut butter for. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. I love treats. Well, I don't love treats, but you know. I love treats. I love well I depending on what kind of treats, but how about coffee? What is yeah. your favorite kind of coffee? Gosh, Megan, I know you and I have all over the years we have talked coffee. Yeah, you're, you know, one of my fellow coffee house visitors. Um, I think, um, you know, mostly when I go out like Sola or whatever, um, cutting in this little thing where I just want to do like a, just a, a like a, a medium roast latte. Um, oh gosh, those are good. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, I've gotten away from the fancier stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. What I've gotten away from the dancer stuff too. Um, I like French roast. I like Colombian, but um, apparently it smells kind of funky on the side after a while. The Colombian coffee does, so you have to be careful and not leave it around too often. Um, but yeah, I just I've gotten more basic, I guess. Yeah, me too. It's so funny. Yeah, I'll stop and get something fancy, and then I don't. I'm like, what yeah, was I, thinking? I mean, iced lattes. I always go for it, but you know, oh, yeah. yeah, that's when that's, I, I mean, if I just stop, that's usually my deal. Just give me yeah. a iced latte. Yeah. All right. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on this podcast today and talking about Tia. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. We really had a great time. Good day. Surviving you too. Good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening to the Surviving the Day podcast. I hope it offered you 
insight, and motivation to help you survive the day. If you like this podcast and want to enjoy even more chat, coffee, poetry, and workout challenges, please subscribe and feel free to follow me on Facebook at Never Stop Trying Surviving the Day and Instagram Never Stop Trying Zero Zero. Also, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to donate to my podcast. You can find me on Buy Me a Coffee. All links are shown in the notes. Thanks y'all very much and please enjoy surviving the day.